When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is proudly supported by Netflix presenting Maestro. Nominated for eight Critics' Choice Awards, including Best Picture, and two SAG Award nominations for Best Actor, Bradley Cooper, and Best Actress, Carrie Mulligan. Bradley Cooper completely transforms into legendary conductor-composer Leonard Bernstein. Time Magazine calls it grand-scale filmmaking that's also bracingly intimate. And The Observer calls it the best picture of the year. With expert craftsmanship from Leonard Bernstein prosthetic makeup designer Kazu Hiro, spectacular cinematography from Matthew Libatique, and outstanding costume design by Mark Bridges, spanning five decades of the epic love story. Maestro, for your consideration in all categories. From Variety, celebrating more than 118 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. So Emma Stone has a dream TV show, but it's not one that you'd expect. I don't I don't want to go on Celebrity Jeopardy. I want to I really want to like earn my stripes. I would like to go on Real Jeopardy, but you have to do, take the test and you can only take it once a year with your email address. So every June I take the quiz <laughs> and they don't tell you how you did. They just say we'll let you know in the next 9 to 12 months if you got on the show. And guess what? I haven't gotten on the show. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the award-winning Variety Award Circuit podcast, we talk to Emma Stone about her Golden Globe winning turn in Poor Things. Also on this episode, the roundtable discusses the opening of Oscar voting and final picks for the Primetime Emmy Awards. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Hey, everybody. It is Variety TV editor Michael Schneider. I sound exhausted. You sound. You sound oh, my you sound God. I think we I all <laughs> drink that coffee, Mike. And uh, and it's not even the weekend yet. Uh, we are looking ahead towards a crazy weekend of uh, a lot of events, uh, Critics' Choice on Sunday, and of course the Primetime Emmys, the 75th Primetime Emmys on Monday. But there's BAFTA tea this weekend. There's the evening before. Uh, there's the Variety Showrunners Dinner. There's so much going on. It is crazy. Um, we're... They sag after a first strike. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to happen anyway. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of sag after, well, wait a second. I yeah, need to introduce everyone on. else. I, got a whole bit ready I to almost go. forgot everyone. Yeah. Hello, wow. Janelle Riley. We're all hungry and eating here. <laughs> Look at the Foley artist. Wait, someone's at the door. Yes. 
my God. Remember at Universal Studios when they used to do the Foley show? Yeah. Yeah. That's so much. That was fun. I remember being a kid and like thinking, no, this is so cool. This is just like they did it on the old time radio shows. Yeah, I missed that. Bring back, hashtag save Harry and the Hendersons or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, All those like classic shows. Do they still do um, uh, Backdraft? I don't think so, do they? No, they've changed it for Fast and the Furious. Oh. Some of us uh, did not go to Universal Studios as a child, so I don't know what you're pretty. Uh, I do I remember. As a child, I, I, do, like... I, I do remember <laughs> hearing about the backdraft ride. Backdraft scared me. Like I was visiting. No, it's scary. It's, yeah, it's, it's and I was standing great, right up. I watched there. it over the holiday break, and it was awesome. Yeah, but it's also sad. Oh, of course. Yeah, but it's still amazing that Waterworld still exists. As that a show. show is <laughs> wait, is it damn still there? entertaining? Yes, it is. It's still there. But I mean, they built a whole tank for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I remember when it was Miami Vice. What? Do you remember when it was the Miami How Vice old show? Are you? I am ancient. <laughs> <laughs> ancient. Um, we got Jazz Tanke over there. Hello. I did not go to In and Out with a Golden Globe. Like She's eating Lay's people. right now, though. We all yeah. are snacks. God bless Paul Giamatti going to In and Out. That that's the type of person you want. Yeah. Well, yeah. winning let's, awards. Let's give some respect to Weird Al Yankovic, who also was seen the day before with his Emmy at In and Out. Having a burger, so Weird Al started the trend. No, Pat Oswalt technically started. Well, yeah, he did. Well, he was at Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't Adele go, go to In and Out like years ago when she? A won lot of people yeah. go to In and Out after Oscars because it's right there. It's yeah, so close yeah. by. And to, it's In and Out. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by In and Out. What a hamburger is all about. <laughs> Could we please get a, some sort of endorsement deal so mm. I can get my. Big bacon cheddar. I want Arby's to bring back the chicken. They had chicken nuggets for a little while. It was really good. Wait, I've never had Arby's. Am I missing out? No. And of course, I can't forget Clayton Davis. He's got the meats. He's got the meats. The beef. M-E-E-T-S. Yes. The beef. The beef. And Clayton is eating Skinny Pop. Yeah. I come watching my holiday (laughs) week. That's what it is. Well, hello, everyone. (sighs) So here we go. Let's see if we can run through this quick. Uh, Creative Arts. Last of Us leads right now before primetime Emmys. Ooh. Surprising. Well, no, I mean, it's kind of like The Mandalorian a couple of years ago, right? It Where is. it's the, the you show think it's giving that false hope? kills it in the crafts, mm. but I do think that doesn't really say much with the actual acting. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, Pedro is still obviously on the table. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I we get to say this term now: Emmy Award winner Storm Reed. And like, I mean, oh my god, Nick Offerman. And Nick, well, Nick Offerman, not yeah. surprised. We were Storm like, oh. Reed. But Storm Reed, listen, I'll own it. Had her, had her ranked last in that category. Didn't think she could pull it. Think she was going to be able to pull it off over Melanie Linsky. What a moment! And I was really happy for her. It's a good, it's a good. Yeah, I mean, so Last of Us, nonetheless, but good for her. Yeah. And just another show completely, but. Emmy Award winner, Kiki Palmer. I know. Yeah, that's First right. black woman ever to win yeah. for hosting. Yeah. Buried yeah. the lead there, well, man. Some, some good crazy. good choices. Uh, you know, tr- National Treasure, Judith Light winning. Yay. Yay. Love that. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, come on, speaking of National Treasures, Weird Al Yankovic winning Aww. for best TV movie, as he should have. That's such yeah. a, so deserved, to all of them. Yeah. Halfway, to Halfway to EGOT. Halfway to EGOT. And also someone I had ranked last, him, Richardson. You Ted last? Oh, I that didn't was think the he was one win. thing yes. I knew oh, he was winning. Only really? I don't know if they purposely did this, but he was the only Ted Lasso nominee in Guess and, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was either a strategy that paid off 
or it just sort of right. happened. But I was like, it, that was the only one I felt confident. But Pedro on. was going to do it for SNL. I did. I was wondering if that I was. He was be, do that it. was the that, only yeah. thing I might be thought might be competition, but wow. I was I was pretty certain. Oh, yeah. I, 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 did you, you see Sam and he was also and also Tim. Uh, Tim Robinson, Robinson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so they, they, the, 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 the best friends. Yeah, how great is that? I love that Sam one. But I mean, it also save Detroiters. Yeah, yeah, but it also won in song, which is like Ted Lasso's loved. Um, and that I think is yeah. a good sign for you know on Monday when we're talking about uh, is it down to Ted Lasso or the Bear? Ted Lasso still has a lot well, of support yep. inside the TV and Academy. This is technically season one of the Bear that's nominated. For yeah. Emmy right, that's right. Yeah. yeah, not season two. I didn't do an NPR hit today explaining how what the Emmys are on Monday and what season all this. <laughs> yeah, did you for. blow their mind? Yeah, I was like, oh, Better Call Saul, eighteen months ago. That's what's up for yep. awards right now. Yep. Um, but uh, one of the my heartbreaking loss, jury duty for casting. Yeah, yes. I really wanted them to win that. Yeah. one. Congratulations, Bear. Got I me. Mean, you're gonna win a lot of stuff. But yeah. Damn jury yeah. duty, man. That's the one I wanted for it. I yeah. was very – I know we're getting to SAG nominations, but the one thing I really want to see was jury duty yeah. and ensemble. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I, I think that ultimately they're probably – there still is that confusion over is it scripted, is it unscripted? And that may have caused some you know, voters to just be confused mm-hmm. and, and not go down that path, unfortunately, because jury duty is one of the best things about 2023. Sure is. 100%. So, yeah, SAG so nominations. Yes. Yeah, so then we went to SAG nominations. Uh, highlights, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer tied for the most with four apiece. Uh, I mean – we're barreling towards Barbenheimer Oscars. Like it's like, I mean, depending on how you feel the competition is, but I feel like we're just barreling towards that kind of big highlight. Um, Barbie coming off uh, the golden globes, which we need to preface this. I think people really sounded early alarms that like it's in trouble. Cause it only won the blockbuster category in song. It's at the, the globes. globes. Yeah. The globes get it wrong. A lot. Inter- get it wrong in terms of matching Oscar. Uh, Everything Everywhere lost last year to Banshees, and uh, Birdman lost to Grand Budapest Hotel. So, well, you know, and, and not to jump around a bit, but we did sort of like leapfrog over the Globes. Yeah. But you know, the the fact is, it was a new voting body this year, a much yeah. larger voting body this year. What did we learn from them, other than they also be pretty much vote straight ticket for the most part. I mean, it was only a handful of shows and films that got all the awards. So I, how I've compared the Globes in comparison to Critics' Choice, and I think they're similar groups for two different reasons. The Globes are the populist international vote. It tells me what's doing well internationally, and Critics' Choice tells me what's doing well more on the American side. Mm-hmm. And they're, but they're both mass populist. So Barbie not doing well with international voters doesn't surprise me because yeah. I don't think any of us think like, you know, France is really going to come out for Barbie <laughs> down the line. Uh, doesn't mean that people don't like it there, but you know, uh, it's, well, they love uh, Jerry Lewis. They're going to Barbie. <laughs> sure. Um, but I think we learned that they, they went pretty conventional. If that's like, yeah. you know, I don't think there were any shockers except for anatomy of fall winning screenplay, pretty which, which, but makes sense yep. if you're like, this is the international They clearly vote. loved yeah. it too. I mean, it showed up everywhere. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just want to like, how do I word this politely? Um, I think that we are dismissing what an incredible achievement it is that Barbie is even in the race. 
a movie like Barbie, I think like five years ago, nobody would expect it to get mm-hmm. nominations. And now the fact that we can say like, I can't believe it didn't win you know yeah. these awards like like let's not forget the massive achievement that is Barbie to yeah. even be in this conversation yeah, no, that's yeah. true. front that's runner true. in some of them because I mean the first or second year first year of the straight ten I believe was the year of Bridesmaids Bridesmaids could only get arrested in screenplay and Melissa McCarthy so this is kind of like that's our assumption of like how Barbie would go ten years ago yeah. and now it's like making a a stronger play. I will say that now that we assessed a little bit of like where it is in the race, can I ask everyone what they feel about the box office achievement category? Just As, why? I, I don't think – I think it sends the wrong message because I think with Poor Things winning picture, it inadvertently says, oh, you're the best movie that didn't make money. Good job, little, little guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, think, and I think that sends the wrong message. I think just give it either – I think you should uh, nominate a top – Five, like the top five highest grocers automatically get nominated and let the let it let it be a public vote. Well, yeah, they, they need to be clearer on what it means. Like, what are they? Are uh, they saying the quality of the movie? It's the best of the movies that made this sort of money? Yeah, like, you're the best movie that made Like, how money? do you define yeah. that? Just get rid of it. Yeah. Somebody should do Can't an audience. It. If you're going to yeah. do it, do an audience make vote. It, make, it, make it be yeah. a people's choice yeah. vote. And, and, I think also, that's fine. and also, it's a slap in the face to Barbie. I mean, had they not had that category, don't you think Barbie probably would have won? Well, I think it, it might have been closer, or, or maybe, maybe it still doesn't win, but at least now we wouldn't have wondered about it. Because some people do interpret that box office category as a, as a third best picture. And I don't think it's not. I don't. Yeah. But. Again, we don't. That wasn't well, abundantly clear. I see. I kind of looked at it that way. Did it's you? Like that's yeah. what they're kind of trying to do. Is like they're kind of finagling a third. You know, already they get two when every other award show gets one, and suddenly they're you know uh, they're, they're trying to like squeeze in a third best picture that has eight nominees instead of six, which also I think is like we like why why do they you just, get eight? I felt like they just wanted Taylor Swift at the show. I mean, sure. But well, then, I think, like, but they announced this before all of the the the. But yeah, even but like Taylor Swift being nominated for that is cool in a vacuum because it's like, all right, you're not really eligible for Oscar, even though you are on the Oscar uh, reminder list in some categories. But um, it, it, I just think they, they ha- we have to explain it more. Remember, the Oscars tried this the year yep. Black Panther. So yeah. that's your best popular movie. And everyone like – punched them. Right. Wait, did like, they actually give out an Oscar for that though? No. It, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it died 48 hours later. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It died 48 yeah. hours. Like people. Then they were had like, a fan vote. That, that, the year yeah, of the yeah. Justice League, right? But so. they didn't actually get a trophy out right. of that. No. That was just like an it honor. It was just said during a bumper package, like into <laughs> yeah. the next category. It was like, why did we do this? Right. Buried right. in the bad ideas hallway. Yeah. But I also, I'm, I'm still not sure that I like the stand-up category either. Well, sort of. So let me say, I like the stand-up category. <laughs> Their winner was not uh, good, but I I do think it's a it should be recognized. I think we have to feel more. I, I need to feel better that they're watching enough stand up to give an informed yes. opinion. Yes, well, yeah. look, they had Jim Gaffigan present, who had one of the best stand up specials of the year, and nominated. wasn't nominated. Yeah. Came out, and you know, everybody's instantly was like, "Why isn't he hosting? Or why isn't his special nominated? He's been funnier in these like two minutes." Yeah, than I, anyone else. I think like Gaffigan, 
Tom Segura, uh, who else? Uh, John Mulaney, not yeah, there. Yeah, like all that. Like it's just like okay. Who won I, an Emmy this weekend for that special? Yeah, he did, yeah. and then hosted, surprise hosted the Governor's yeah, Awards. So I just oh. heard this. Well, Rachel, yeah. Wait, what so, happened? Okay, so let me let me set this up. So you know, before the Governor's Awards starts, everyone's mingling in the little mingling area. All the A-listers are there, and I remember popping an eye and seeing Olivia Munn. And I was like, why is Olivia mm-hmm. here? Like, like literally, like, I was like, why? like, it's so random for, for her to be here. Right. And then the show's about to start. And then they're like, oh, host, John Mulaney. It was a complete surprise. Wow. They've never had a host in the 14 years they've done the Governor's Awards. Um, Did he complain he only he, had 10 days to prepare? He, no, he didn't <laughs> complain once. And he killed. Like, I, I, like, of course I, he did. I I. Went to Bill Kramer, the Academy CEO, and I went to their comms person. I went to every Academy person I saw after, and I said, there's your host in two years or a year. Well, I don't know if, if, if Kimmel has an extended deal for just one year, but that is your Oscar host. Let Mulaney do it. He he was amazing. He read an email from his WME agent uh, for him to put himself on tape for the new Maggie Gyllenhaal movie that she'll be directing as Young Cop. <laughs> that uh, I think he broke news during that that's going to be starring Christian Bale and Jesse Buckley, which then he said, I know who one of those people are. So I didn't appreciate that part of it. Uh, <laughs> but um, he said he didn't get the part. But the, that was just like a minimal part of like all this great stuff he did. It was it was amazing. That's the video is up on YouTube yeah. now. It's up online. Mm-hmm. And I've not seen it, so I want to watch that. And I want Angela Bassett to run for president. Oh, my God. Angela Bassett finally she, got her Oscar. She, she's an important person. Did people <laughs> yeah. cry People did. Not during her emotional? speech. People cried during uh, the Gene Herschel Award that was given to Michelle Satter yeah. uh, from the Sundance Institute. Uh, Great interview everyone, with her in if, if everyone, if everyone, If yeah. anyone doesn't know uh, – our son, she lost her son to an act of violence uh, just this November. And uh, Ryan Coogler and Chloe Zhao presented her and they talked about how much they loved her and how much they loved uh, her son because they were friends. And then she took the stage, she gave a very, like, you know, impassioned speech. And then, at you know, towards the end, obviously, she gives a shout out to her, to her son. And then she, like, started crying and that started everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And then mm. that was it. Oh. So, I mean, just pray for her always. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, Mel Brooks, man, Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick doing a producer's reunion, Mark <gasps> Shaman played the piano, and they sang for seven minutes, and it was seven minutes of heaven. I've seen heaven now. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> See, that sounds like an Oscar ceremony. Right? I was mm-hmm. like, do this. Yeah. On Sunday, March 10th. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or March 8th, whatever it is. Yeah. That's but- only half of this week, right? I feel like there's so much... What else? Uh, DJ got into Sagnos. So let's finish up Sag. So um, <laughs> big surprise is actor, no Leo. Which you sort of predicted. I So I predicted that Leo would make Sag but still miss Oscar. But now, you saw this coming. But so yeah, I, 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 I just think he's, I think he's just vulnerable, and not, well, and not, not into a quality. No, no, I th- it's just yeah. a stack. We are taking, we are taking him for granted. Yeah. It's one of his best performances. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. I hate to say it, you, there's, a, he's purposely. I, I don't think working it as much as some of these other people who are nominated. Yes, he's out there, but he's out there in support of the film and in support of Lily. And he, he has a Cape Blanchett problem. Yeah. You're comparing yeah. your you're comparing him to himself, but he's still Except better than I most. I really do think that this is one of his best performances. I think he's fantastic and he should be nominated, but 
he has not been putting himself out there one on one. And if he and he could, and I, he's obviously choosing not to. And if he did, I think he would be a slam dunk. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say that because it's a very crowded field. It's hard to say. I mean, like, look, you know, completely missing out. May December, past lives, all of us strangers, and anatomy of a fall. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, there's so going the, to be some. The May December shutout was shocking, but like I, I noticed this later. Coming one year after they set the record for the first studio to win every major category, A24 completely shut out this year. Really? Yeah. Like one, nothing for Iron Claw. Nothing for, for Iron Claw, nothing for Past Lives, nothing for Zone of Interest, nothing for Priscilla. I think these are very subtle performances with possibly the exception of, the exception of Iron Claw, which came out late. SAG goes yeah. populist. Yeah. They don't do non-English language uh, movies, which explains Sandra Hewler's omission yeah. mm-hmm. and Best Actress. I saw that coming for SAG. I think she's perfectly yeah. fine for Yeah, I'm not worried for Andrew Scott or Sandra Hewler. For Oscar. Oh, Oscar. You think, you think Andrew's in for I Oscar? I do think Andrew gets in for Oscar. I think who, BAFTA, he's getting mi- in for BAFTA. Who misses then? I mean, I've said you, it before. You, I'm you, not going to say it again. You, you think yeah. so? All right. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, Annette Benny made it. And plates of Sandra Hewler, I think that's just a very sad thing to do and seems all right. But can we all come together? For Sterling K. Brown. Oh my god, yeah. that was the one I was, I was so about. happy. Well, I, it should have been a slam dunk. That's the thing is, why has he, he why has he been missing this whole time? Welcome yeah. to our life every day. It's just like, why are we not looking at so this? why? Can I just yeah. say that the, the what I started doing the gymnastics in my head when they were announcing the nominations, they started Sterling K. Brown and then they said Willem Dafoe, and I went, Oh my god, someone's missing mm-hmm. already. Yeah. yeah, and then they went, Rob, they said, uh, Robert De Niro. Robert Downey Jr. And then I went, oh, no, out loud. I was like, oh, my God, they're snubbing Gosling. Like, it was literally, like, the first thing. And then Gosling was the last one You know, I said from the beginning that I thought Willem Dafoe had the narrative in Poor Things more so than Mark Ruffalo, which is not mean to say that Mark Ruffalo does not deserve to be nominated. He absolutely Mm -hmm. does. He's fantastic. But I thought it was weird when that movie came out and people seemed to flock to Ruffalo. It's a showier part. It's a showier part. He's very overdue. Can I go back real quick to that, Clayton? Because did you just forget about how alphabetical order works? Or? <laughs> well, because no, because hold the, on, I need some burn cream. Because what happened was when it was Defoe and Brown who were the two bubble ones, and then I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, someone huge missed. Because Downey Jr. is supposed to be like third, <laughs> so then Downey Jr. was fourth, and then there was still Ruffalo to go. That's why I thought Ruffalo was. You're like, who's next. gonna miss? Yeah. So uh, here's the thing with poor things and supporting actor now is complete anarchy. Um, boy, I'm telling you, <laughs> more and more, anarchy. Defoe yeah. is climbing up there. So here's the thing with Defoe, and I. What's interesting, Defoe and Brown, both bubble contenders, both missing from the BAFTA long list. Wow. I didn't so that. we and don't I don't think Defoe is bubble. That's the thing. I, well, and here's and I don't. Yeah. So yes, this I always said. I think I said this to you a few months ago. Defoe can win. Only if Ruffalo isn't there. And Ruffalo isn't there. And he's not there. So this is the test for me. Like, okay, Defoe, show me. Show me that you can win. Now beat Downey Jr. at at SAG in a very populist group. And then we'll know it's Defoe time. I feel like if he can't close there. Because I think this group, because it's 100. How many SAG members are there? Oh, it's crazy. It's, it's like a lot. Like, I think, uh, might, yeah, might, might. I think yeah. you're right. About 160,000. Yeah, yeah so, but only 2,500 on NomCom. Yeah, NomCom yeah. is only 2,500. Yeah. So 160,000 people now vote. Mass populace. I think Gosling's taking this in a walk in my head. But if Defoe can show me he can win, then I'm like, all right, go for it. Defoe is working it. Yeah. He's just got a star on the Walk of Fame. I he's know. out there. He's like, yeah, He's very overdue. He's fantastic in the movie. It's a showy role. I would not 
count him out by any means. And by the way, didn't Mark Ruffalo get snubbed at SAG for Spotlight and yes, still make did. the cut? This is a yeah. very Spotlight thing of yeah. him to do. But the thing is, he missed for Spotlight, but Michael Keaton didn't make it in. Instead of him, just no one got right. him for Spotlight. Which so that's weird. that's the difference. Yeah, so. I'm, Ruffalo's like not out of this either, but yeah. I've just, I was just really confused. I felt like people were really dismissing Defoe at the beginning, and yeah. I was like, that's the guy. You can't dismiss the one to watch. Yeah. yeah. The only three that have been nominated at every show so far is Downey Jr., De Niro, and Gosling. So on paper, like that's supposed to be like your top three. But I do think there is a narrative for Defoe. I just I think he needs to get in first. Yeah, well, obviously. Mm. Uh, it's one of those yeah. things where like I don't know if he can get in, but if he does, he, if he gets he in. Can yes, win. There, yeah, that's oh, the, I, it's the, the if, Oppenheimer yeah. in visual effects. Yeah. So like he needs to get in first, and then it did it. And being seen is a big thing, and being out there, yeah. Yeah. and and Defoe is out there. Well, to your point, that's where like I think this morning just before. They announced the the noms. I was like, I have a feeling like Annette Benning is going to get in. Yeah, because no, she has been, been working it, yes. and that's and Jody just and yeah. Audiences and especially SAG. I did a couple SAG things yeah. with them, and and they they have been like sort of quietly just out there, you know, doing the work. Yeah, getting word about the movie. If when people see the movie, it's very hard not to vote for them. I, I think right, both exactly. Well, I also think they're a package deal. Yeah, which yeah, I think you're explains right. Jodie Foster in there. Surprisingly, not Julianne Moore. Uh, Jodie Foster's also been nominated everywhere. She has a mission. Yep. She's on the BAFTA long list. Um, Danielle Brooks made it. Yeah, God bless her heart. Very happy. Thank God. Um, Emily Brooks. I mean, I didn't there. think she wouldn't, but. I thought she wouldn't. Really? Just I, because you didn't think Color Purple was I think, playing? I, yeah, Color Purple is it's big bubble for me. Made it's, it in an ensemble, though. It, it made it an ensemble. So right now it's walking in with ensemble and. Critics' choice, and that's it. Because Bath the Long List, it's only there for Fantasia and Danielle Brooks. And it missed and the guilds. And it missed, and the guilds are what's telling me that, like, damn, it's in, like it's not it's it's not popping that way. But who knows? Like, stuff happens last yeah. minute. Like Iron Claw being shut out, like bummed me out. Too. I really think that that's was a late sad. release thing. Uh, yeah, I really is. do. They didn't. They didn't have time to build the momentum. I don't think it's down and out for yeah. Oscars. Yeah. Um, but Davine. Like enjoy the ride. I think she's just gonna continue to walk through the season. Golden Globe winner Davine. Golden Globe yeah. winner. Looked beautiful. What a great dress. Did you see her in person that night? I did. Yeah, yeah she, she came to the party we were all at, oh, yeah, yeah. and and she, like she walked by and it was like. <laughs> she has great hugs. She was she the does. best. She's the best. Like I'm so happy for her. And then um, she missed uh, Globe nods and SAG noms, but she is nominated Critics Choice. I think America Forever is still on the table. If Barbie's doing that well. I think America Ferrera is on the table. It's supporting actress. I think she is. Let's talk TV real quick on SAG. No. Because I... Jeremy Strong missed. Yeah, R.I.P. That's it. Jeremy Strong, Jeremy man. Strong, what the hell, That man? was crazy. For that Brian was the, the biggest. Cox. Look, Brian Cox is great. I got no uh, argument sure. with that. Right, but, right. But still. He's, but damn. He's the, the legacy vote. But I just, I, I find it hysterical that they still, they love the morning show and the Gilded Age as much as they do. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I don't know what no. you're talking about. Those shows are great. Those are fun. They're, absolutely. They are fun shows. But in a world where you only have five choices it is hysterical that those took up two of them no so. steve martin martin short no meryl street please all right can we also say this sag just add supporting categories man like it real for tv it's so stupid you don't you do it for film but i also TV. appreciate the two-hour runtime of sags you can, <laughs> listen, you can do it you can do it in, you can still do it two hours can i just say creative arts awards they went for two and a half hours at with 49 awards so 
Just nice. saying. You oh, can do it. Yeah. Palm, Palm Springs Gala went for three and a half, and that was torture. Nah, <laughs> that's not how you do it. Yeah. But yeah, no. when you can kind of just like Especially rattle out. Especially who the winners are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there should be, like, the, wait, what? Some of the presenters spoke longer than the actual yeah. speech. Like, that's the problem. It's yeah. the presenters. Sorry. It's the problem is Michael. Sure. It's all it's all <laughs> it's my fault. fault. Yes, um, and then just real quick, so along with uh, TB, um, Abbott did fine. Quinta Quinta's there. Uh, Io, yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, the bear. Yep, winning Golden the Globe. Globe winner. I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna win SAG, and then she's gonna have to face off against future <laughs> coming down the pike. Gene Smart. Oh, Gene oh Smart. gosh, Gene Smart's back. Can I just say one thing? Why? And I think we talked about it this morning in Slack. Why in 2024 are we still using Instagram Live to announce the SAG nominations? Can we move away from When we're doing like tech support, like at the beginning of it, because I love me some Issa Rae, but seeing her trying to find Kumail yeah. Nanjiani it happens is like, every year. Because how are you going to find it when everybody's logging in and it's commenting like, already? But, like, I do, but I do love that you can see all the publicists <laughs> and all yeah. the us yes, in there. Yes. Like, it's great. I'm like, I know who's watching and I can see. Yep. It's fantastic. Yeah. But but it is, they, they're acting like it's 2021 and we're in the middle of the pandemic all yep. over again. Which to is stop. Very... I, didn't, I knew that they were announcing together. I didn't realize it was going to be virtual. <laughs> I didn't realize either. I thought it was going to be on their YouTube page. Oh, no. I swear I thought that's, that's what, what I thought too. I, had, I knew and, it was Instagram. But I was like, wait, there's no backup? I mean... Maybe they're trying to get some young people up in there, but like, oh, double nominee, Issa Rae in American Fiction and Barbie. Yeah, good to be yeah. in those casts. Good for her. Yeah. She's killing it. There's a, quite a few. Uh, Davine. Oh, wait, no, sorry. No murders in... Wait, what's the murders? Yeah, only murders. Yeah, I don't know if she was part... Oh, just real quick uh, about the ensemble. Did you notice that the ensemble names for Barbie, none of the Kens are part of the ensemble nominees? Yes, that was a big. But Helen Mirren, who gives a voice performance, I believe might be the first one, is included. So it's all about how they're credited. It's all about billing yeah, in the movie. So if, if you have a single, if you're a single name card, then you're included. If you are double billed with someone else, because Ma Rainey's Black Bottom had Viola and Chadwick, so if you're double billed, then you have to include both in that billing. So I I don't know. I guess they just didn't want that many like people, but not singing Kingsley Benadire there bumped me out. So and Simu too. Simu and Simu. Yeah. And Simu. Yeah. Well, and also the the controversy is having so few indigenous names in yes. Colors of the Flower Moon yeah. and that ensemble listed is embarrassing. Yep. So again, single names, the only two indigenous Lily and uh, Tantu, oh, sorry, I can't pronounce Ca- her last name. Ca- Cardinal. Yeah. All right. I think so. Uh, who has four minutes of screen time God bless her, she's a legend, and she should like act in any in movie she wants. And Brendan Fraser, who has two minutes, two minutes and 38 seconds of screen time, is on that ensemble list. But not Cara Jade Myers, actor to watch, uh, who has, I think, uh, 10 minutes of screen right. time. Right, and, and so the problem there is, of course, these are up-and-coming actors who haven't worked before because mm-hmm. this is Hollywood, yeah. and they're indigenous, and they haven't had the opportunity. So, of course, their name is not going to – they're not going to get a single billing. So now they're penalized yeah. for that. It's this, sad decides this, that, though, just to make that yeah. clear. Like, I mean, it's, it's, no, I mean, it's not the studio. It's not They the, should be yeah. getting single cards, I think, is yeah. the answer. Yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah. I don't know who to blame, but let's, let's – Pick, you. Pick four. You. You're the sorry. Michael yes. Schneider. Yes. You. Uh, movie I saw this week, Boy and the Heron. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. My number 10 film of the year. <laughs> How did you like it? I loved it. 
Not my favorite Miyazaki uh, uh, Studio oh, Ghibli yeah. film, but Spirit Away lives on. Yeah, forever. I mean, there's still, still plenty greater ones, but still solid. Still, I still would great. love to do Shrooms and watch that movie. It must be wild. Oh, when they, because with the fantasy oh, sequences, be, it must be wild. Wait, have you done Shrooms? Uh, once in college. <laughs> no, okay. so, and Sophia's listening to this. No, I didn't. And I would never do drugs or smoke Freaking cigarettes. Freaking mushrooms. I, uh, I did it once in college. But I was just like, oh, my God, this must be such a trip, trip. for people to watch. But it's a really – and that music is beautiful. Yeah, I hope movie. he gets nominated. I hope Joe gets that in for that. That a bloodbath, too. Composer for school. Yeah. Score yeah. Is, oh, yeah. It, it hurts. Uh, what else did you see, Mike? Uh, that's probably the highlight this week because I've been catching up on a lot of TV. I think I mentioned this last week, but uh, again, the new True Detective uh, oh, is so good. amazing. So digging with, into uh, that SAG nominee Jodie Foster yeah, with Jodie Foster, future mm-hmm. Emmy nominee, and again, and, and, con- and continuing on with this season of Fargo, which is uh, great as well. So there's, there's I haven't watched of- anything of Fargo yet this year. It's is it- how is it as good as season one or just like, is it's it like, really good. are we in that true? It's detective? getting back no? okay. into, yeah, it's sort of a lot of these shows where they sort of, you know, midway through, they, they kind of lose their way and they come back. Okay. So this is a uh, very much a comeback. I love this season. John Hamm time we're in right now. <laughs> it is a good John Hamm time. Yeah. Have you seen and, his animated show? So yeah, Grimsburg. Yeah, is it fun? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. What is it's, it on? It's on Fox. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it is John Hamm's world right now. Uh, so why don't we end things by real quick uh, getting back to our Emmy predictions, which we made literally what six months oh, ago. So like, I don't what even are the remember shows? Oh, my what God. we predicted. I mean, I mean, drama series. Anyone think it's not Succession? I mean, of course it's Succession. I it has to be right. I well, I hope people write in the bear because that show is a drama. Mm. <laughs> There should be writing categories yeah. <laughs> at all these shows. Yeah. Um, comedy series. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to still predict Ted Lasso. I am I think too. when they um, were voting, it was still like the height of Ted Lasso's final season. Yeah. And, and where was the bear? Because it, it season one was quite a while ago, and that's what they're technically voting yeah, on. Didn't, yeah, were so, we in the heat that of that season that, two? That was, we but were in the heat, heat of season, of season two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so they were voting for season because, one. Because they dropped the binge. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's where maybe maybe you get a Jeremy Allen White, yeah, and uh, at, at least uh, in lead actor, Io is in supporting, in supporting, but also that's why people think uh, Eben Moss. Oh uh, God, he's going to win because I think season two because it's season two. He's yeah, he's a yeah. contender next year for and sure, and he should win for season two. I don't yeah. know about season I, one, but people think yeah. it's going to have like this. That's, upset. That's gonna I totally people. get that. People, I think voted. Ted Lasso prevails. I'm still um, holding out for Jury Duty. I, I love Jerry I think Duty. I'm going to go down with, with yeah. I think, the sinking ship and say it's Abbott. I'm going to say it pulls a well, friend. don't call it a sinking ship. I don't think Jerry Duty is winning, by the way. I, have it, I, have it mim- yeah, I just have it mimicking friends. It's like it's going to win comedy and lead actress only without nominations for directing and writing. The same thing <laughs> that happened the year Friends won. So Interesting. So it. Uh, and then limited. limited. Oh, beef, man. Beef. Beef, beef is on beef fire got, right beef now. Got it, beef all the way. Upset pick, though, if there was one. Daisy Jones in the six. Yeah. I was going to say Daisy yeah. could. So do we think could, Evan Peters is not winning? Because he every, everyone was Evan, saying Evan, it Evan's was him. winning, I think. Over uh, Stephen Yen? I, uh, I think Stephen. I think Stephen and Ali. I, I think it's Evan and Ali. It's hard to say because it feels like Stephen is peaking right now. Right, but man, again, yeah. don't forget, people voted six months ago. ago. Yep, you're right. You're yeah. right. I, so, think, I think it's Evan still. So it's hard to say. All right, and the only acting category I really want to get into, lead actor. Who's winning lead actor drama? What's that? The lead actor drama. Cox, Succession Boys. I kind of think it's Jeremy Strong. 
You think Jeremy Strong? I do. I kind of think you're right. Yeah. I'm going right. Kieran. Ooh. That'd be great. I mean, they're gonna... all so good. That's the problem. Yeah. I think it's just because so many of them cancel each other out. Yeah. One just has to prevail a little bit. And because Jeremy Strong is seen still as sort of the, the leader of that final season. And he's won before, too. Yeah. yeah that he kind of Kieran at the Golden Globe saying, suck it, Pedro, though. Oh, what <laughs> a great my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Our injured Pedro, by the way. Yeah, yeah. with his arm. Yeah, he fell down the stairs in his parents' house, he, he told me. And he will, he's in surgery this month also, but he will return on the first day of Last of Us Season 2 when it starts shooting. That's good. Okay. But doesn't that sound like the dumbest way? Like, what, 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 Pedro, yeah. what are you doing? Because <laughs> that stuff happens. Well, or is, right? it, or is like, it at your family's house? What's the like, real story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's totally what I I would get to. injured at my family's house. But this teaches a lesson. Let's not go to our family's houses during the holidays. Oh, you don't even <laughs> tell me. Oh, my God, I'm still recovering. Um, this week, Emma Stone is whoop, on whoop, the podcast. Yeah. Very exciting. Golden, Golden Globe, Globe winner. winner. Her best performance. I think she said in when I did when I spoke with her for our anatomy of a character piece on Bella Baxter, she was like, it's my favorite role that I've ever played. She's great. And she's so good in it. Don't watch it with Maria, Michael, with your wife. Don't watch it with your. No. Oh, did you watch? No, No, I let my my wife watch that. Maria, Maria Schneider is like precious cargo, an angelic figure (laughs) in this world. Do not corrupt her. Innocent mind. So then wait, she shouldn't watch Saltburn either then. Yeah. No, I wouldn't show her Saltburn. Yeah, we're worried either. about that. And I wasn't sure if I was going to show her The Curse either, speaking of Emma Stone. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the final Especially that the curse? first episode. I heard it's wild. Uh, no, not yet. I'm so excited for people to see it because they sent us all 10 in advance and I watched them all right away. And I have been waiting to talk about it mm. for so long. I love this uh, Benny Safdie moment that we're just living He's right living now. Living in. So good. Not also, also not part of the Oppenheimer Ensemble cast uh, nominated. It's, it's just weird. stupid. It's so weird. So weird. All right. Well, we're going to leave it at that. We'll get on to Emma Stone. And um, next week, it is a mega post-Emmy edition where we just chat it all up. What is going on? Nothing's happening. Exactly. Happy uh, Oscar voting. Happy Oscar voting, and we'll see you soon. Happy BAFTA voting to oh, get yeah. you, and uh, Critics' Choice voting. Get it all in. Wait, they're still voting for Critics' Choice? Friday. Yeah, yeah Friday. 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 Wow. Friday. And BAFTA's Friday, too. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, that is right up to the wire. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Well, go, go vote. Go, go vote, vote often. Bye. After the break, we talk to Poor Things star Emma Stone. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. This podcast is proudly supported by Netflix presenting May-December. Nominated for five Spirit Awards, including Best Feature. And three Critics' Choice Awards, including Best Original Screenplay by Sammy Birch. May-December is Natalie Portman's best performance ever, says Awards Watch. Variety raves, Charles Melton delivers a performance that could shoot him to superstardom. And IndieWire proclaims, Julianne Moore is sensational. Featuring what Variety calls a whip-smart script from Critics' Choice Award nominee Sammy Birch. May-December, for your consideration in all categories. And we're back. It's the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, and I'm Michael Schneider. Based on the novel by Scottish writer Alistair Gray and written by Tony McNamara, Poor Things tells the story of a young woman named Bella Baxter, who is brought back to life by a scientist, Dr. Godwin Baxter. She chooses to explore the world when she falls for a slick lawyer, Duncan Wedderburn, 
and begins to explore the continents, seeking sexual liberation and equality. In addition to Stone, the film stars Oscar nominees Willem Dafoe and Mark Ruffalo. These two are fighting and ideas are banging around in Bella's head and heart like lights in a storm. Oh. You're always reading now, Bella. You're losing some of your adorable way of speaking. I'm a changeable feast, as are all of we. Apparently, according to Emerson, disagreed with by Harry. Come, come, just come. You were in my son. What? Emma Stone, of course, is an Oscar winner for 2016's La La Land and is popular with the Actors Branch with two other previous acting noms for her work in the 2014 Best Picture winner Birdman and her previous collaboration with Yorgos Lanthimos on 2018's The Favorite. With Poor Things, Stone could be the second woman nominated for producing and acting in the same year following Frances McDormand for Nomadland in 2020, who won both. In addition, she could be the second actress to receive Oscar nods for three comedic performances following Meryl Streep and Adaptation, Julie and Julia, and Florence Foster Jenkins. Variety's Clayton Davis spoke to Stone to discuss the process of creating her iconic character in Poor Things and working with her frequent collaborator, Lanthimos. She also discusses what to expect from their next collaboration due out in 2024, Kinds of Kindness. He began by asking why this character now and whether she could have tackled something like this earlier in her career. I don't know. I mean, I think everything happens when it is supposed to happen. But I mean, I I certainly wouldn't have wanted to play Bella without Yorgos. And so 10 years ago, no, because I didn't know him then. Um... And he had the rights to the book. <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we made the favorite and, uh, we started talking about this right after. And I loved working with him and then, um, hearing about Bella as a character and about the story of Poor Things, you know, which was a novel, um, written by Alistair Gray. I, I just loved the, I loved the whole concept, the whole world and, and what she, which she as a character represents. And so, um, yeah, that was, I mean, I, I should say, I, I hope I could have made it five years ago because we, we started talking about it seven years ago. So it took oh, a while. To so you, get you could have got it off the ground. <laughs> I'm going to adjust it just so you're. Okay. Is it too close to me? Yeah, I mean, you, you, it really picks up a lot of sound. Like, I'm just really screaming yeah, into it. I just, because you look like you just, but. <laughs> You don't. You're good. All right. Um, all right. What I want to uh, love to ask you about is the production value, costumes, everything like just brought to light. And I believe I'm correct. All in a soundstage, mostly like ninety so, percent in the soundstage. Like and ninety five percent building like cities inside buildings and like. Tell me about this. Like, yeah, and the was, first time you saw it, I know you speak about like just being baffled by it. It was incredible. Yeah, but it, it it was like a constant first time seeing it because we shot on each, you know, stage or or set or section uh, all within their own world. So we started shooting in Baxter's house, which was an entire house built on a, a film lot in in Budapest. Um, and so that was incredible. And then we moved to Lisbon after that. And Lisbon was an entire world unto itself. It took like 45 minutes to walk through. You would, you would go upstairs into 
a hotel lobby and then a hotel room and then walked down and then there was like a basement bar and then the, you know, the, the oyster restaurant and all of these incredible things to see. And then we went to the ship and, you know, an entire built ship and then Paris was all built inside and, um, and, you know, even this, the street of London that, that Baxter lives on. And then there were miniatures of, you know, of these cities. And so those were being shot or of the ship. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was kind of endlessly beautiful to discover all the details of it. And it was also incredible, you know, playing Bella, who's seeing the whole world for the first time, that that was actually a real feeling <laughs> um, while I was playing her. Uh, as as the story unfolds and we're watching, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it spoiler fee free because you know some people might might not have seen it yet. Um, there is a discovery like you you mentioned like you know Bella seeing the world for the first time and the way she discovers certain things, and then we find out uh, her origins at the end uh, towards the end of the film, and it becomes like a to like the alt conservative right, they'd be like, "This movie's really woke." Like, like it would be like, like this, like it is a woman empowerment without having to even say it's women empowerment, but it is taking back uh, your voice. Did you see that in the script, uh, or was it like in subtext, or is that way you just interpreted the story? You mean in the end, she's Chris taking Rabbit. back her Chris voice. Chris Rabbit. Oh, in yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm yeah. No, around I think this. I think it's um I. I I guess at that point, it's all kind of, I mean, she chooses to go and she chooses to learn about her past and, and who she was. Um, God, that's really hard one to do without spoilers. Yeah. But yeah, no, that scene, that scene I love and is amazing. Also a little fun fact about that scene. I'm, um, I can't see like my, Prescription? Do you know your prescription? Uh, no, your glasses no, prescription. I, this is my first year with glasses. Oh, I really? Not, I have no idea, like what? Okay, so I'm I'm negative a thousand, oh. which is like four times legally like, not not able to see, and um and so we had uh, some fun ideas for for Bella, which was that when we were in extreme close up, I took out my contacts. And then we also tried that with the scene with Chris Abbott, who is at the end of an extremely long table. Mm -hmm. So uh, during that scene, I actually couldn't see him a lot of the time, which was kind of amazing because it's a very long scene. Uh, and I felt like I was in sort of a hallucination fever dream where there was like a blob speaking to me at the end of a table. And um, it was actually pretty effective, I think. Um, but so that there, there's a, a non-spoiler answer about that scene. You're, you're describing uh, method acting. You were getting yeah, really, really very, very method. <laughs> Although I think Bella can see pretty clearly. Um, I have. <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious. Um, I have to ask you just something that I was uh, thinking about uh, recently regarding how you are now in this producing stage of your career, uh, as well as acting and. I'm a treasure trove of useless facts that will do nothing for you in the future. But if you ever go on Jeopardy, it might help. That's my favorite uh, show. Yeah, well, there you go. That's well, my dream. You know, I apply every June. And nothing? I've no, never not got a celebrity? Like, no, no, I'm I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be. No, you, you so go, I, I don't I don't want to go on Celebrity oh, Jeopardy. I want to I really want to like earn Jeopardy. my 
Stripes, I, I would like to go on Real Jeopardy, but you have to do, take the test and you can only take it once a year with your email address. So every June I take the quiz <laughs> and they don't tell you how you did. They just say, we'll let you know in the next nine to 12 months if you got on the show. And, and guess what? I haven't gotten on the show, but I watch it every single night and I mark down how many answers I get right. And I swear I could go on Jeopardy. <laughs> I, be- I believe you could. All right. Sorry. Continue Wait, with your facts. This is very Rosie Perez, white man can't jump. I'm yeah, very, exactly. Very to right start now. with the letter Q. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know all those things because of what – film helps us all. So where were they saying? All right. So uh, two things. If you're nominated – or I'll say win. I don't want to jinx it, but win. Uh, for Best Actress and Best Picture, only the second woman to be nominated for both those categories in the same year. The, so uh, the Francis last, the, McDormand for Nomadland. Francis Land. McDormand was See, I love this trivia. Because uh, – <laughs> and it's been interesting because we've seen guys do it like – Bradley Cooper's done it uh, twice. Clint Eastwood's done it twice. Uh, Warren Beatty did it four times. Like it's like one of those uh, things when you're really like steering uh, your career, which is great to see. But more interesting is I believe when you get nominated, depending on how you classify La La Land, you will be only the second woman to be nominated for three comedic performances in your career. If If you call La La Land a comedy, then you take the title. But that's always up for debate. Yeah. Uh, Musicals. All that. Yeah. <laughs> Funny-ish. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Meryl Streep was the first one, so now you're in the same Jeez. group with Meryl. I, Finally. I'm always uh, like, guys. <laughs> just chasing <laughs> How How do you feel right now taking that ownership of Emma Stone, <laughs> career-driven person? Because, like, not – we don't see a lot – this happen or to have such success with it uh, in the way that you have, you know, obviously you, Natalie Portman and Margot Robbie are big titles of conversation this year in that realm. But how do you feel about, or what was the mindset about starting your own production company and just being your own person? Well, I think the, the production company is, it feels different from being a producer on this specific film because this film, well, first of all, Yorgos asked me to be a producer on this before, we we had started a, a production company okay. and so and because we had talked about this for years at that point um i really i think he asked me to do that because i was just constantly you know pestering him with with questions and needing every detail so it was really just more to go like here just, here just all stop. right enough <laughs> um <laughs> but uh it was it was incredible because, you know, to feel, to feel like a real, you know, collaborative partner. And it's not that I haven't felt that way as an actor without the title of something like producer. But, um, I think, and this is, this is be- before I, before I met Yorgos and before we had, we had talked, <clears throat> talked about any of this. But I think when I was younger, cause now I realized I've been doing this, I moved uh, to LA to start auditioning 20 years ago this year. I don't live in LA anymore, but that's why I mo- <laughs> moved to LA. And um, you see a lot of things or you have a lot of experiences and uh, you know, the, the opportunities I was getting at the beginning are different than the opportunities now. But like, so, like for instance, something like easy a, mm-hmm. I was 20 when I made that movie and, and um I read the script and I begged to be the first person to audition for it whenever they were opening up auditions. And Will and I, the director of EZA, totally worked in tandem throughout that whole experience. Yeah. And Bert V. Royal, the writer too. But, you know, and I was 20 and I, I didn't know any other way, but it was like, in order to 
to do that movie, to be in every scene of something, we would work on it all together all the time. And that was an amazing experience for me. And then I would go and make other films where I really felt like kind of a, a cog in the machine where it was like, okay, you're here, you were hired and you do this and you do the best that you can. But I remembered that experience as being so much more fulfilling because I really felt like an integral part of the process, not just like a hired kind of hired hand, hired gun. Mm-hmm. Do you say hired gun anymore? <laughs> Oof. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Terms. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was, and so I guess as, as time went on and then, and then again, and then I started sort of, um, melting down. Like I worked a lot one year in 2013, I made four films and I was 20, I turned 25 that year. Uh, and after, I was like, after you rented a car, cause now you could do So I finally rented a car. Yep. It was great. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of melted down at the end of that year and I felt really, um, I don't know burnt out and I felt like I was like kind of losing the love of what I Mm. did and what I wanted to do. And I'd seen people in my family do that. Like I have family members that started, you know, uh, businesses and because they loved something and then in overworking it, they started to kind of stop loving the thing that they loved because it turned into work and it really scared the shit out of me. Can we curse on the podcast? Yeah, of course. Okay, great. I didn't, I I don't know. This is a family. (laughs) Um, it really, it really scared me because I was like, I'm only 25 and I really like, I started feeling, uh, I don't know, disillusioned, like in a, Mm. in a way that was, I don't know. It really freaked me out. And so I took a little time and then I ended up doing cabaret on stage Mm -hmm. and that completely reinvigorated my love of, of acting in general. But I think it was because I had some sense of ownership again, because you, you speak to the director at the beginning and then you do a hundred and something shows and you don't really talk to the director. You're kind of like self-directing and working with the other actors and just doing theater again. I thought, and again, I mean, that was the only time I've ever done professional theater and I doubt I could ever do it again. High school's professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it was, it, it, it changed something in me where I didn't feel that way anymore. And I guess the, in the producing side of things, it really is just more to put a, a sort of, if I'm in it, which uh, with, with the company, I've only been in one official thing that we've made with mm-hmm. fruit tree, with the company that I, I was in, which was the curse. Um, but the other films that we've, that we've made, I'm not in, it's just, uh, but every film that we've made so far is with a, with a writer director. Yeah. Um, and we're close friends with some of them and some we've just gotten to know, but every single one has written their own story and are directing it. And, uh, that is something that I've, I've been lucky enough to see up close multiple times or to work with auteurs or, you know, even with Yorgos who writes, I've only done one, two projects that he's written out of the four, two bleat and, um, and kinds of kindness, but that it, it's a, I don't know, an, a, a, a mentality that I think is really important and a, and a protection of that process that I think is, is really important. And so that's been, that's been really, um, exciting just to, you know, that, that was a really long winded answer. I mean, God, it, 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 sorry. Listen, it is, went back it's into the, the answer that we want. We want your answer. Oh, okay. Um, you mentioned Easy A, and I'm supposed to just say this. Let me get this out of the way. My wife's best friend, her favorite movie, pa- her name's Pamela. Her favorite movie is Easy A. Hi, she, Pamela. She, she made me say that. Okay, done. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Pamela. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we, 
I, I'm always fascinated by, like, I always say I'm here by accident, like in this industry, I'm not supposed to be here. I just moved to LA two years ago. I was Whoa. minding my own business in the middle of a pandemic on the East Coast. Um, I'm supposed to live there still. I've never lived anywhere else but New York, New Jersey area. And now I'm over here. But I've loved movies my entire life. Do you recall the movie that did it for you? That you were like, I love cinema. Well, the thing that made me love per- the idea of performing was SNL. That was, that was you know, watching SNL when I was really young. But the first movie that I remember like deeply, deeply falling in love with was The Jerk. Mm. <laughs> um because it was my dad's favorite movie. And so it was, I mean, this is all right, let's just go back into history again. I do think a lot of it has to do with, it felt like I could bond with my dad through it because we would sit and watch The Jerk together. We watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Caddyshack. Weirdly, Shawshank Redemption was one of his favorite. I mean, it's I was a, born a, in the 80s. It's so a very dad he, movie. <laughs> yeah, he loved it, but I was like seven years old watching Shawshank Redemption. TNT and, every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. No, but it wasn't the edited version. I think we had it on like Laserdisc or something. Um and so those I, I do think it was I, I, I kind of combined the feeling of, of film and, you know, and love. And so I don't know if it was I can't tell now if it was those films themselves or if it was that feeling. But I I did learn that my personality was such that I did love to kind of perform. They put me in a play mm. when I was in first grade. I was the only first grader in the fifth grade play, which was a really big deal because all the kids were older. Like skipping grades. It was very cool. (laughs) And so that that was uh, a a great feeling. And then I started doing, you know, like local community theater when I was 11. So I I don't know. I I guess the long answer, I'm giving you Mm -hmm. very long winded answers today. Sorry, is the is the jerk. Um, (laughs) And playing strains. I I identify with your like the connection part with your dad. Like I had a really – I had a really rough like uh, relationship with my dad, mm. but I re- that's why I have this very special love for Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Really, because it's one of the only times I remember him and I watching a movie in the theater together, just him and I, yeah. that no one else was there. Yeah. So, and I remember laughing so hard, and I remember him like kind of looking at me like, "Why do you think this is the funniest thing you've ever seen?" Yeah. Um, but it's just it's kind of. You know, one of those core but, memories. But that is one of the kind of beautiful things too. Now even, you know, getting to make films because you do really, cause I always, I, I typically I'm like, this is so silly. Like this mm-hmm. is a job dress up. And like, I think it's so, I, this is just me and this is my own, you know, whatever brain. And I know that it is a, a very difficult job for a lot of actors, but I always feel embarrassing. It's like a hard job because even when days are longer, it's challenging. It's, it's such a fun job and a joyous job and like you're not saving any lives. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do, I do understand like what we're both talking about, the kind of like bonding experience or moments in your life that can kind of be defined by different things that you see or the way it can shape your perspective uh, about the world. And um, so I do think it's, the storytelling itself is so important, but you know, it's just sometimes a little embarrassing to say like you're an actor yeah. on a, uh, on those forms you fill out. I'm like self-employed. It's a, it's a, what's, what's it called? Um, LLC. LLC. <laughs> Emma Stone LLC. <laughs> um, looking to the future and I I'd like that you already mentioned, uh, flying cars, ca- flying. Ca- well, back to the future to lie to us. I know. Be here What's going? Well, they didn't about Biff. 
Oh, true story. That's dark, though. <laughs> I know. Um, you, you have um, – and it would be better if I could tell you this without him in the room. So you're with Anthemos, right? This he's guy. in the room, you guys. Yeah, he's, he's nearby. He's just watching us. I really like that dude. And, <laughs> and why I like him is because I think the lobster is some fucking amazing shit. Like, Earmuffs, Yorgo. I love the lobster so much because he mm-hmm. – I, 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 I t- and listen, Imbruge already exists by then, but I feel like he gave us like the reason why Colin Farrell is very important <laughs> in this world. And we have to hold on to him as long as possible because those sacred he, deer also. Cause he has a, cause he has a distinct vision. Um, but also, and, and I hope this is fair in saying this because not every film is for everyone. Yorgos is so singular in the way he brings movies to, to us. And I'll never show a Yorgos the most movie to my mother. Like, never. <laughs> like, never. She would yell. They already think I'm a snob. So she would scream at me. I would get disowned. It would be, be on. Um, do, do you find that there's, like, this language that he speaks that only, like, you can kind of – understand and uh, well, speak back i don't i don't think so a lot of people love his films mm. <laughs> they speak that language too in some way also it's greek you know a lot of people speak oh, greek. So yeah. <laughs> um i i don't know i think i think we we have a, a very special bond and i'm so grateful for it i think um it's it's so nice getting getting to work with someone again and again that you that you really trust and genuinely admire and respect and um and we're we're just we just are such close friends that we're able to sort of like communicate without having to walk on eggshells or or hold certain things back because of like what the role is supposed to be of like an actor director how you're supposed to speak to to all of that it's really um it's very freeing so yeah. No, I've seen other people that speak his language, though. Other yeah. actors that speak his language. We saw yeah. one last night. Oh, thanks yeah. for the governor's Thank words. You. Yeah. <laughs> John Mulaney killed yesterday, by the way. He's I very got, oh funny. Like, I was, that I told, email, I told, I told, the I, Maggie Gyllenhaal audition email I think was he incredible. Broke, he broke news Young in that, cop. In that, he, he broke news in that email that he read. No one knew Christian Bale and Jesse Buckley were oh, circling yeah. <laughs> Maggie crazy. Gyllenhaal. So we all started looking at each other. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. What is this movie? <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Uh, s- There's no script available. The, 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 the script is on tape right for now. Young Cop. Um, looking a little bit more into the future, uh, I saw the TV Glow, mm-hmm. A24. James uh, Sherman de- Brothers. De- de- debu- debuting at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Um, a real pain. What drew you to the project? Like, to TV what? Glow? Mm-hmm. Jane. Um, Jane was, we saw World's Fair and, um, and meeting Jane, they're a very uh, fascinating uh, person. And it was, it was just a really, a really, uh, beautiful script and is a beautiful film and, um, is very personal to Jane. It's similarly in the vein of, you know, these stories are very personal to the people that we've worked with so far with our company and, um, and Jesse too, a real pain, which is going to Sundance. Jesse Eisenberg wrote it and and directed it, and um, a very personal story to him as well. Uh, so yeah, that's just I'm just, excited. Just I don't get to go to Sundance, but I don't get to go to Sundance either because it's know. the worst timed festival. I've of never, all time. I've never been. I've never been either. Really? And people always look at me like you've never been. I'm like, no, I wasn't hanging out in Utah in January, like <laughs> in in the 
month growing That's up. That's why you're not going? That, I mean, no, well, no, it's just, it's always Oscar week when it, when it happens and I have to like, you know, do that you stuff. Gotta, this, yeah. is, this is your job, yeah. you know? It's it, 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 when you say you feel silly saying people don't be your actor. I feel silly all the time. Like I'm the awards editor. I follow the Oscar race. <laughs> uh, speaking of Emmy race, let's go into just one question about next year's because I believe the curse could put you into that. Um, the show deals with a lot of hot button issues and moral gray areas. Uh, I haven't watched the finale yet, but one of my colleagues did and told me that it is bonkers in <laughs> all caps uh were you nervous about anything in the show in particular oh no i was generally nervous overall on a daily mm. basis um i think because you know i i, I think nathan is, is a genius and um and i had known him for a few years before he asked me to do the curse i think he asked me in 2020 um and benny i didn't know uh but meeting them and you know what they were what they were, I mean, I didn't know Benny personally. I knew his, his work, but, um, I, you know, I, I was like, I, I really want to be a part of this, but as it went on, you know, Whitney is by far the most, uh, kind of morally complex character that I've ever played. And she, it was just, it was a, it was a little bit terrifying on a daily basis. So she's, she's a horrifying person to, uh, <laughs> to get into. But also that's what was so kind of, uh, amazing about getting to play her. She's like a human mood ring. So everyone that she, you know, interacts with or speaks to or the way they look at her, she shifts her way of being, you know, um, just to kind of, I don't know, <laughs> try to optimize what, what that exchange with her will be for them, uh, but doesn't see that everyone can kind of see that she's doing that. So it was, yeah, I think that was the the biggest yeah, I, I fear of it. Two last questions for you. Okay. Um, I need, uh, I just think you're going to be able to tell me this kind of kindness. Kinds. kinds. Kinds of kindness. Yes. With, uh, which co-stars, one of my favorite dudes, Jesse Plemons. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me the plot and what happens at the end? <laughs> yes. Please. Please. So you've seen Jurassic Park. Yes. It's a remake. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Wait, part one or part, if it's a remake of Lost World, that would be awesome. It's a remake of Lost uh, World. Good, good. Awesome. Are you freaking out? Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah, like, I know. I it's a really like big the, I actually like the Lost World. It's really, <laughs> People like it's, it. So it was <laughs> Kinds of Kindness. Is, Formerly called and dot dot dot. And I was really <laughs> looking forward to that title. It's kind, <laughs> it's kind of a triptych film. It's three films. Uh, core cast of seven actors. What? What? Three stories. Three stories, sorry, three stories. Well, they're it's anthology. almost like three short films. It's kind of like an anthology, yes. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a core of seven actors, and we're each playing a different character in each story. Um, and the ending, whoa, you won't believe this. <laughs> the dinosaurs take over everything. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, he was dead the whole time. <laughs> he was dead <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, in the end, actually, he was dead the, the whole, whole time. time. Yeah, All right, good. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and Rosebud was his sled. The sled? Yeah. Oh, that's the plot of Home Alone 3, by the way, if anyone doesn't know. What it is? Rosebud. What I, do was, you mean? I was joking. Like, it, you just, damn it, Emma. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Last, last question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is all right. Like, I don't want to embarrass you anymore, but I'm going to try not to. You have humiliated I'm, I'm going to try not today. to. <laughs> it, it's no secret you're sitting here with the awards that are a variety. <laughs> 
We both announced what our jobs yeah. are multiple times on yeah. this podcast. So, this, I'm sorry, the senior We've awards. We've both been like, here are our jobs. Yeah. We're so embarrassed. <laughs> we, we like to make sure that everyone knows our profession. Yeah. Um, it's because the IRS is always listening. So, all right. So, you – listen, you've been nominated for four Academy Awards. Yes. Four oh. – three. Four. Yeah, wait. Wait. Birdman, La La Land, Favorite. Three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be number four. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Um, obviously, th- there's always the first time that, like, is, like, I can't believe, like, I got an Oscar nomination for Birdman and – Shisharket jumped in front of me and then ran upstage. It was great. Uh, and then, then you win, uh, for, for La La Land and then the favorite. I'll, I always say my favorite, one of my favorite Oscar moments of all time is Olivia Coleman winning and you in tears really and your, go- and the way your ghost slips down. Who's also crying. The, who, who just does a simple <laughs> one, two on the cheek and sends her. One of my favorite Oscar speeches is, is incredible. Oh, but God, she's the best. No one, chases an oscar but it's gonna feel good after a while what coming after angela bassett gave a powerful speech at the governor's awards yesterday and on the day you get a sag nomination congratulations Thank and, you. and that uh, up-and-comer willem dafoe uh <laughs> he's what, going places what what does, does that ever sink like do you ever get like imposter syndrome is there like anything that kind of comes with this do i like, ever get imposter syndrome like, like it's just, like all i have is that. <laughs> like, well, what do you mean you, there's another way how you exist um <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I, I don't think that any any of this will or has ever felt like uh, uh, normal in any way. I think it's such a it's it's so strange because it's so, it is it is such an honor and it is it really does it mean a lot to me. And at the same time, I know it's subjective and it's, um, you know, performances and art in general is kind of in the eye of the beholder or the audience of it. And so um, it's, it's an interesting balance, you know, in your mind, because sometimes you're part of films where you're like, Oh, what I wish that people had responded in in that way to this or, um, and then when something like that does happen, it just, it, it's really, it's really beautiful. Um, But yeah, it never feels like, Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> you know, anyway. Well, it's well deserved. Thank and, you. And um, I can't wait for you to make more movies with Yorgos and <laughs> and by yourself too. Whatever, whatever you just feel like doing. So completely by myself. Yeah, just, you, you should direct a one man, a uh, one woman show. <laughs> just it's, 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 do it's, all of the jobs, it, Jerry we, Lewis I style. Think, listen, there's a lot of a lot of tour entitlement happening on right happening these days. So everyone's just like, I can do everything. No, thank you. But thank you. I don't want to. Thank do you for everything. stopping by. Thank you for having me. That's star Emma Stone of Poor Things now in theaters. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Zach Levin edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. This 
This podcast is supported by Netflix presenting Society of the Snow, Critics' Choice Award nominee for Best Foreign Language Film, and Spain's official submission at the 96th Academy Awards. From director J.A. Bayona comes the inspiring and harrowing true story of the rugby team who survived 72 days in the Andes Mountains following a devastating plane crash and the humanity that survived. One of the best films of the year, says Collider, and a remarkable achievement, says Next Best Picture. The expert craftsmanship brings the harsh and complex environment to life with hyper-realistic visual effects and an emotional score from Critics' Choice Award nominee Michael Giacchino, Society of the Snow, for your consideration. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.